Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you, God, for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for those that have taken time out of their schedule to come and worship with us in magnifying your name. And Father, now as we get into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and gain great root. And Father, that you will speak to us individually and collectively and that you will be glorified in it all. We thank you now for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We are now in episode number two of our series, Nothing Will. And if you remember last week, we were talking about nothing will separate us, even in the midst of persecution. And we talked about Stephen and how he went through the persecution that he went through and how he had gotten victory in his situation. Now, some folks will say, as they look at that story, they will say, well, I don't really call that a victory. But yet and still, it was the victory because he held fast to what he believed. And so this week, we're going to look at victory as we look in uh, relationship to the scripture. And we're going to look at victory as it pertains to how we live our lives. The first scripture that we're going to look at today is going to be Romans, the eighth chapter, starting at the 38th verse through the 39th verse, which is our foundational scripture for the series. And then we're going to jump to the book of Revelations and look at Revelations, the 21st chapter, the first through the eighth verses. This is in the English Standard Version. And Romans 8:38 says this. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Revelations, the 21st chapter, starting at that first verse, says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Father, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week we talked about 
neither life nor death shall separate us. Today we're going to talk about things present nor things to come shall separate us from the love of God. With this uh, thought in mind, I want to give you, present you with a quick little question. Just something to roll over in the thought of your mind. On your deathbed, what do you want to say about your life? On your deathbed, what do you want to say about your life? On your deathbed, what do you want to say about your life? No, don't raise your hand. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say say it right now. I was just saying, on your deathbed, something for you to think about. We realize that <clears throat> death, because we do not have a total clear understanding of what death is, and 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 the process and everything, that a lot of folks are afraid to talk about death. And what we want to talk or discuss today is what the Bible says about what the process or what the revelation of death is going to bring. If you remember last week, I talked about the uh, the man, I believe it was Nigeria I was talking about, who uh, they said, uh, renounce, renounce your Christianity and he said I will let nothing separate me and they shot him in the head but he didn't die and then we talked about how the guys came in with the rifles and told everybody if you're not a Christian you need to get out of this church right now and the folks that left and then they laid their rifles down and said okay now we can worship God in truth because all the hypocrites are gone but the key point in this both of those stories was one was, they're going to kill you if you do not renounce Christianity. The other one was, they assumed that they were going to be killed if they said that they were Christians. So death has this look or this pr presentation that something awful is going to happen. But I want to express to you that death is not a awful bad thing. Death is a transition from of life from this present time to the things to come. And as we said and heard in the scripture that we're not going to let things that are present or things to come separate us from the love of God. So just the mention of death should not cause us not to hold fast to what we believe. So as we look at this scripture in Romans, I mean, excuse me, in Revelations, we see that the time, because there's only one more chapter in Revelations left before the Bible is done, but John is being shown how now, how everything is, as the scripture says, has become new. 
Now, I know those of us that are uh, theologically sound are going to say that, wait a minute, how can there be a new heaven and a new earth if God is never changing and he dwells in the heavens? Well, it's not talking about the place where God dwells. It's talking about the earth. The new heaven and the new earth are what God created in Genesis, the first chapter. And if we remember correctly, God at the end of all those creation processes said what? He said it's good. And so he is returning us because of the redemptive power of what Jesus did back to how it was in the beginning. Just a little revelation on that. And he says, see, because it says, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. When sin came in, it caused a change in even the atmospheric environment of which the heaven and earth were established. And so it says also that God's going to be there. And God says, I'm going to be here with you on the new heaven and the new earth down there in the third verse. It says, behold, the dwelling place of God is with Man, He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. You're going to hang out with the big homie, the biggest homie of ever homies. The old of the OGs, you see what I'm saying? He's all that and a bag of chips. And then while you're sitting there, he will wipe away, verse 4, he will wipe away a tear. No, he'll wipe away every tear. Every tear. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore because the former things, the things of the past, the, the, uh, the condemnation of sin will no longer be present because you're going to be in the presence of God renewed in a new body the backache will be gone the neck ache will be gone and for some of us that are married the headaches will be gone all that will be gone you can take that one of two ways I ain't gonna tell you which way to take it. the any aches will be gone That's why we can't get that on the speak, because y'all acting up. But all the aches will be gone. It will be a time. Now, the point that I want to slide in right now is the fact that we have to remember that this is what everybody in the world is seeking. Everybody's seeking that utopian where I don't have no pain. Everything is good. All, that's what everybody's seeking. But because we are in this flesh and because our flesh does not desire to be in proper perspective with God, we have complications. We have that desire. The desire is not because of our flesh. It's because the spirit that is within us, which was birthed from God, now is revealing to us that things can be better. Things will be better. And if we hold fast to the profession of our faith in Christ Jesus, guess what? It definitely will be better. And so 
as we look at this, we see that there's this celebration where there's no more crying, there's no more pain, there's no more transition from, a, from one life to the next. Everything is settled all because we know that Jesus paid it all, all uh, debts are paid, everything is good, we're going to hang out with God. Well, God's going to hang out with us because we can't leave no place, but he's going to come and just hang out with us. And so with that in mind, he says in verse uh, number six, he says, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You, you remember when y'all used to come up, for those of y'all that were violent? You remember when you would start stuff with folks and you would say, I ain't going to start it. You swing the first punch, but I'm definitely going to finish it. See, God said, I'm the beginning and the end. I'll start it and I'll finish it and it will be done. And so, that's for y'all, y'all violent folk. God said he'll finish it. And then he says, to those that have a thirst. And when I was reading it, I kept thinking about, you. I don't know if you've ever been thirsty. I mean where... You looking sometimes at mud and you like, you know, mud is water with dirt in it. And I'm kind of, woo, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, we passed parch. Yeah, we, we talk about thirsty, thirsty. I remember one time we was walking through the desert and I was thirsty. I had drunk up all my water already and I was like, man, if we don't come up on some water quick because we was on a patrol. And I was like, man, I started looking. And on the desert, you get the, 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 the heat waves that will make it look like water. And, and so you walk in, you like, oh, man, hopefully we're going over that way so I can get some of that water over there. You get over there, ain't no water over here. But you start, your mind starts messing with you. But he says, to the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. I, that means... He's going to, whatever your need is, is going to be met. Now remember where all this is coming from. If you let nothing separate you from the love of God, this is the benefit. But then the converse of that is what? If I let something separate me from the love of God, I ain't getting this. So we have to maintain this mindset of I'm not going to allow anything to separate me because there is a benefit for me to serve the Lord. So what is it that you want to say at the end of your life and you're laying on your deathbed and you're saying, I know my time has come. What is it that you want to say? Stop praying for me so I can go ahead and transition, which I have heard folks say. I've heard folks say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I've heard folks say, I've never heard a person say, I wish I would have spent more time at my job. I've heard folks say, I wish I would have reconciled with one person or another. I've heard folks say things because you realize at the end of it all, us being angry, us being upset with anybody else really is meaningless. 
especially when it's a family member. There's folks that I, I have known of some folks who for 20 years didn't speak to each other and realize, and then couldn't even couldn't remember why all this radio listening silence even started. So we got to realize that there are some things that really are meaningless when we look at the entire scheme of life and what life is all about. Because if we are in Christ, then our responsibility is to one another, to encourage one another, to be uplifting to one another, to help one another to become all that Christ has for us. And so on our deathbeds, do we want to be like Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've done everything that God has required for me. I know that on the other side is good things. We talked about last week how Paul was talking about for us to live is to represent Christ, but to die is for us to gain in Christ. So what is our mindset as we deal with things present and things to come? For we know that when we have the victory, that that's part of the heritage that we have in Christ Jesus. And I wasn't going to hold you up long today, but I do want to finish up with this today. There's a lady who lived who was a Catholic nun, and all she wanted to do was be a blessing to two people. And so she went to this leper colony in India, a small little place called Calcutta, which is one of the largest leprosy uh, colonies in the world. And she served there for a couple of days. And y'all might know her name as Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa said this. She said, in light of heaven, as I look at heaven, the worst suffering on earth. Now listen to this. The worst suffering on earth, a life full of the most atrocious tortures on earth, will be seen to be no more serious than one night in an inconvenient hotel. When we look at it, as we look at the perspective of it, all that we've gone through in this life is just a drop in the bucket compared to the new heaven and the new earth. Now, and, and when you think about Mother Teresa who lived her entire life helping these leprous people, and if I'm not going to go too much in detail about leprosy, but leprosy is a, a debilitating illness that actually causes limbs to fall off, causes things to fall off, your, your nose will fall off, your ears will fall off. It, it just, and she's there serving these people. So she's seen some atrocities. But she says heaven causes that to be a small thing. And so that's why Paul says we're not going to let anything that's present or anything that is to come separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So let us make ensure that when it comes time for us to be laying on our deathbed and we have this opportunity to speak to our family or our friends, that we can say, y'all need to stop praying for me so I can transition on to my reward. That is the mindset that we want to have. Paul said it like this in Romans, the eighth chapter and the 18th verse. He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Romans 8, 
18. So let us grab hold of, let us lock in on the fact that this is but for a moment. And that the things on the other side, the things that we're transitioning to and toward, are going to give us a greater benefit and cause us to be more blessed than what our perception is of being blessed right now. Because if we understand where we're going to, where we are might not even have a, any effect on us. Y'all hear what I said? Where we're going to might not have any effect on us once we know where we are going. So we're never going. We're not going to allow the things that are present, nor the things that are to come, to cause us to separate ourselves from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we want to magnify you and thank you for the word of encouragement for today. That we will not let anything separate us from your love. That we will not let anything that has happened to us presently, nor anything that may come up, cause us not to adhere, hold on to, grab hold of your love, which is in what your son done, has done for us. So, Father, as we go throughout this week, let us have that mindset that we have victory over any encounter that we have as we hold on to your unchanging hand, as if we are showing forth our effort to uh, abide in your love. And, Father, as we abide in that love, that we will show love one to another, for you say that that is how they will know we are Christians, by the love that we show toward one another. So God, give us strength, give us power, give us endurance, that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.